Oscar, where's 1049 Park Avenue? This is 1049 Park Avenue! Can two divorced men share an apartment without driving each other crazy? Hello, and welcome to 1049 Park Avenue, an odd couple podcast. Ted Linhart, Garrett Eisler here discussing season four, episode seven. This is the army, Mrs. Madison. Uh, 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 I believe it is actually that is the army. Oh, really? Madison. Oh. I was making eyes. I, just like you, assumed it would be a, the more normal title but just looking up imdb now i see it is called that is the army okay well i kept looking at imdb and paramount plus and i guess my mind told my eyes it said this because i didn't right. even notice it i didn't even stare at the title very long and oh no wait hold on now that okay. i'm checking paramount yeah they are saying this is the army. that's what i that's what i thought or, what to, is be, the, or to be precise this is the army. i know they left their, they left out a, <laughs> what does your do you have your 25th anniversary book in front of you no Okay, uh, hold on um, a second. Well, doing a break here, I have looked up in Odd Couple Mania by Rip Stock and the Odd Couple Stage and Screen by Bob Les- Lesack, Lesack, and mm-hmm. it says this is the arm. Mm. Well, IMDb uh, is not, it's kind of a crowdsourced thing. So I'm going to call I, that wrong. I believe if you look at Wikipedia, I, yeah. it also says this is the arm. So I'm going with this is the arm. Yeah. All right, so season four, episode seven. This is the Army of Madison. Somebody knows. Oh wait, other... yes, I have something to say. Oh yes, before. I know. I'm going to get to that. And we just finished this. <laughs> this aired October 26, 1973, and is available in Paramount Plus. Before we talk about the episode, Garrett, you have something to say. Yes, and really not a big deal, but uh, leftover from last week. Leftover. Leftover. Sorry. Yes. I can't believe that I forgot to mention last week that in the new car episode, we did not talk about, we did not even reference or say anything, but we played the clip of Oscar calling his uh, gangster friends to (laughs) steal the car. Yeah. Um, And I just want to say for the record that, hello, this is Goldie Docks. I want to speak to Papa Bear. Right. It's one of my favorite all time lines of the series. Oh, it is a very funny, I, yeah, we didn't address that line specifically, but that is that was a very funny scene. And yes, I, I, I obviously, especially coming off the fact he says right before, this is all very legitimate. Yeah, it's the buildup, right? It's the buildup. And he says, that's totally legitimate. And he says, it. <laughs> oh, now look. He did voice of his. So I looked at Wikipedia. It does yep. say that is the army, Mrs. Madison. Whoa. So, all right, so Wikipedia and IMDb are getting it from the same... Man, sure. I think that could be. I, I'm going to go with the trust. I'm going to go with our reference books here. Yeah. Uh, it feels right to me. Um, okay. So you're you're good on your... i just putting that out there yeah. on the record. So we open on a close-up of Myrna on the phone in the kitchen. This is a flashback episode yet again. Yet again. We just had one. Yes. And so as we said before, you start in the kitchen there because they've, especially for this episode, they have, mm-hmm. they have yep. reset the living room. Uh, she says, is this Olaf's diner? Is Oscar Madison having lunch there? Well, if he comes in, would you tell him that his secretary is waiting as apartment for his column? Thank you. She then pauses and then says, Myrna Turner. Yeah, you sound cute too, Olaf. Bye. Then the camera pulls out and 
uh, now Felix walks in and says, did you locate your prodigal boss? And Myrna says, not yet. I tried every place he eats at, the April Fool Taco and Edible Eddie's. Now, April Fool Taco gets like a big laugh. I don't understand. <laughs> that was weird, wasn't it? You know, I did not know. I usually noticed that, yeah. but I did not. Yeah, it seemed to get some big laugh. And uh, I, maybe it's a reference to... I don't Something feel like that's a reference. That I feel like that's, I feel this is the case where they just think it's a funny line for some reason. Do you? Nah, no. <laughs> I think all the references in this episode are really yeah. like overly complicated. Mm. The names like Olaf. Yeah, yeah. And we get to the name of the guy who, you know, Blanche almost marries later. Yeah. Right. And, and then the next one would Felix says, did you try his new gourmet spot? Hesse and Heidi's nautical nosh. <laughs> I, I, don't get, I don't get that either. Uh, Myrna says he's not there either. Gilkson grabs the manila envelope and says, I found some marvelous old photographs I want to show you. She says, of what? You as a baby on a bearskin rug? And then she does her Myrna laugh. Felix says, I never posed on a bearskin rug. I was always allergic to animals, even stuffed ones. Yet, we hear in a coming up episode that he slept with a stuffed animal. And that's what made him go to sleep as a kid when we get to the ah, Felix Insomniac episode. I believe in that episode, the teddy bear that is produced is still wrapped. It's still wrapped, but d- d- that, does that prevent you from being allergic to it because it's wrapped? I feel it's an inconsistency. You're saying that the wrap makes it not allergic. I see. Well, we'll have to get to that why it's wrapped, but I think that. Well, it's wrapped. it's wrapped. The joke at the time is wrapped because oh, he's clean. Because he's clean. clean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, he also stole Silver the Wonder Dog and did not get sick. Mm, like we've seen that's him. That's true. With and we also had the, the race dog. Right. Yeah. So he, he did not seem allergic to them. So another contradictory line. Yeah. Murder says, what did you curl up in your crib with? And Felix says, is a, a sponge. <laughs> Which is funny. <laughs> uh, Felix hands her a picture and says, here's me as a baby. And she says, you sure are chubby cheeked. Who's the man with you? Felix says, that's my uncle, Eric. He had six fingers on his right hand. I used to love to watch him wave bye-bye. Oh, wait, we didn't realize, we didn't talk about who the writer of this episode is. Is you this wanna... an appropriate time for yes, me? Yes, to... I'll stop here because so far, like the writing on this feels different. Well, uh, I don't know if this will explain why, but it, it is a one of the relatively few episodes with Gary Marshall's name on the script. Um, it is credited to both Gary Marshall and Bob Bruner. Bob Bruner, uh, uh, this uh, has written other episodes we've seen before. This is actually his last Odd Couple. He's also responsible for the Odyssey Couple, I must say. Ooh. But also for the first baby, which is a really good one. Another flashback episode, actually. Um, my sense for Gary, why Gary Marshall's name is on this is that I have a theory that if his name is on it, is not even his own screenplay, uh, teleplay, it's that the order came down, the idea for the premise of the episode came down from up top. It's like, we need an episode about how Oscar and Blanche got married, which I feel, you know, when you read about the show, by season four, they were having trouble coming up with new ideas for episodes. And you can imagine, like, they already did uh, 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 Felix and Gloria getting married, flashback. They did Felix and Gloria getting divorced, flashback. They did Oscar and Blanche getting divorced or breaking up, flashback, New Year's Eve. And they said, oh, well, we haven't done Oscar and Blanche getting married. So 
I think the idea kind of comes from Gary Marshall and he assigns Bob Bruner, who's kind of a staff writer to just to work on it. And then I think Gary Marshall basically rewrites it and uh, puts it on the air. So it seems like this is one of the episodes where the premise is the leading thing and then the script comes after. So Myrna says, oh, this is a nice one. Looking at pictures, Felix says, yeah, that's Oscar and Blanche's wedding picture. And Myrna says, I don't understand. I see you in an army uniform and Mrs. Madison in the wedding dress, but I don't see Mr. Madison. And Felix says, oh, Oscar wasn't there. And then he went what a we, cliffhanger. We go to commercial. Uh, so uh, we come back from uh, the credits and then we go into uh, this first clip. You mean Mr. Madison wasn't at his own wedding? Well, he was there for a little while. Didn't he ever tell you about it? No, ah. tell me. <laughs> I'm not looking at the inside stuff on Mr. Madison because all I ever see on the outside are ketchup stains. <laughs> well, it all started when we were in the Army Reserve. We were just getting ready to go away for our annual two weeks of summer camp. In those days, Oscar was a bachelor, and Blanche was trying to talk him out of it. So she came over to the apartment. Don't forget to check my mail, Blanche. I'll forward anything that looks important. What did you say the name of your bookie was again? I'm going to miss your jokes, Blanche. Don't forget, don't touch anything in the apartment. Everything is in its proper place. And you come every night, you feed the fish. Are you sure there's something still alive in there? That tank is filthy. Food disappears every day. There must be something under there. I'm going to clean it while you're gone. Why? The fish love it. Instead of knocking themselves out swimming, they just hang there. If it gets any thicker, they're going to have to learn to walk. I'm going to miss you, Oscar. I'm going to miss you, too, Annie. Do you know how long we've been dating? Three Kentucky Derbies. That's three years. When a couple dates three years, do you know what it means? They can't get other dates. Aww. I know what it means. We're going steady. Honey, if I don't finish packing, I'm going to be in trouble. Felix is going to be here any minute. He's going to drive me to camp. Yes. Do you love me? Of course I love you. If I didn't love you, I would have dumped you years ago. So romantic. Your silver tongue just brought a tear to my eye. I know what you mean. Honey. Two people love each other. They go together three years. It usually follows. They get married, right? Right. I better meet Felix downstairs. Halt. Honey, I promise. The two weeks I'm away, I'll think about it. You said that lots of times. I can't promise you I'm always going to be here. Come on, honey. You'll always be here. I'm always here. Come on. Come on, Felix. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Felix. <laughs> Lieutenant Unger, Private Madison. I'm a Chagall. Boy, you look great. Little blood and guts. Hi, Felix. Flange! I didn't know you were here. Am I interrupting anything? No, just a proposal. Oscar, you old... Oh, it couldn't happen to two nicer people. No, no, I proposed to Oscar and he turned me down. <laughs> Better mind my own beeswax. It's a good idea. Off we go. Go 900 hours. It's army talk, Blanche. Oh. <laughs> Let's go, Madison. Hold your horses. Hold you? your horses? Look at these, Buster. You're talking to an officer, soldier. Sorry, sir. I beg your pardon, sir. 
we get to camp, I've got to treat you just like everybody else. You understand? Oh, I understand that. A friend of mine's driving us there, Corporal Murray Greshler. He's a cop. He's a very nice guy. When you meet him, don't say anything about his nose. Something about a soldier saying goodbye to his girl. It just occurred to me, I didn't write this down, in the Edna birth episode, isn't that where Oscar first met? Yes, uh, he Felix brings in Mary and says, let me introduce you to my friend, Murray Grish, Officer Murray Grishler. Right. So. Uh, so, well, this is one of many points in the episode where one may wonder, what hap- in what order are these things happening? Uh, I very... have an answer, though. Oh, I have okay. an answer. Please. I think when you look, when I think of the five main flashbacks and I, i'm blanking now whether there even are more but the five main historical flashbacks which is uh, uh, felix felix and gloria getting married felix and gloria getting divorced oscar and blanche getting divorced oscar and Blanche getting married and edna's birth yeah uh they make they can be put in order if this happens Right, this one we're watching now happens right after the new ba- the first baby. Well, then why would Oscar so that Felix so that Oscar again? Well, okay, so this is uh, an oversight. Uh, maybe Felix forgot that he already introduced him to Murray. I mean, they mm-hmm. only were together that one night. You know, maybe he never saw Murray again after that in the hospital. And why do you think this is after that? Well, because the the previous three don't make sense without. You have Blanche is clearly not part of the the odd couple universe in the first three oh, episodes. Blanche is okay. not part of Oscar's life, and I think so. What we have to remember here is that Felix is currently married to Gloria with at least one child, which he never references, but that's fine. That's plausible, I guess. Uh, and that Oscar and Blanche are married for a very short amount of time. That's the other thing I imagine. Yeah, but the Murray thing's a, it's just a continuity error. Yes, oh, I mean, I understand. He I'm kind that, of but... losing that as a launching off point for my whole theory. So there's a lot of visuals in the scene. The living room is a complete mess, you know, like you know, super Oscar mess. The uh, the gorilla from the the end episode. No gorilla, you're it's right. A, it's in a, no, it's there. It's in a different part. It's closer. <gasps> oh, it's in the back of the living room towards the hallway that goes to their bedrooms. So you don't oh, see it I as much. That. So it's a different place. That aquarium was really de- gross. Yeah, I mean, like. That was a, I think the, that's maybe the only thing I can think of in Oscar's messiness that really grosses me out. <laughs> because it is just black. Yeah. Now, they've tried to make Jack Klugman look a little younger, some sort of hair something, I think. But Brett Summers looks the same, and I find it really distracting. Yeah, this is weird, right? That um, they, you know, they give uh, Klugman a, a, a less, a no gray toupee. <laughs> Right, <laughs> um, and dye the rest of his hair, so it's just brown. But why they would not also do that for for Brett Summers, Klugman? I mean, um, <laughs> I mean, it's not like it, it can't be an oversight. It she either she doesn't want it, or it's not in the budget to do hair treatments for non-stars i don't know it's just really weird and i mean i've said before like it's really uh notable that in the 
present tense episodes, uh, the, so the contemporary episodes with Blanche, that she is showing her gray, showing her age, and that's admirable. But in the flashbacks, maybe, I mean, hey, people go gray early, that's true. But just for the sake of pretending, making it look like they are younger than they are, you would yeah. think that'd be a no-brainer. Yeah. Right, there seems to be no effort to make that happen. Uh, Tony Randall comes dressed up in a very elaborate lieutenant's uniform. I don't know if that's like, I don't know anything about different uniforms based on rank, but it seems very, like he's all done he's up. He's very official, yes. Uh, he also has a very intense expression on his face when Oscar opens the door. His <laughs> eyes are open, bug-eyed, really wide. Yes, and then, very strict. He's trying to be a very commanding officer. There's also a visual joke that's subtle where Oscar's packing up a lot of poker equipment and beer. Oh, oh that's his, what it was. See, yeah. i got to stop watching these episodes on my phone. I, I miss all these visual details on the small screen. So now we're in a new scene. We see the outside of what we're supposed to believe is an army barrack. We hear military music. Oh, and let's be specific. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad they clarify. Well, they have to explain what they're doing in uniform. This is, they're part of the army national guard at this point. So this is not the war. Right. They call it like the I reserves. Always, I always here. couldn't remember like which part of the Are the reserves and national guard, is that the same thing? Um, he says army reserves. Yeah. Oh, I see. Uh, I said I don't. National maybe Guard. it is. Yeah, I don't know. I mm, I feel like it's not. I always assumed it kind of was, but I guess I'm exposing my ignorance about. The I don't know military. either. So maybe it is. Maybe. But it is it becomes was. relevant in a later reference about whether it's. Yeah, that would make sense because there's a reference later to that which say why it's not National Guard. So. so we see a bunch of bunk beds inside this barrack. Oscar's looking for something by tossing stuff all over his bed. And we hear an off-screen voice say, come on, soldier, roll the dice. Another voice says, 7, 10, 11. Then Oscar finds a notebook. That's what he was looking for. And we hear lots of voices. He walks the notebook over to another bunk, bunk bed set up. He puts it on the top bunk, and he's going to write on it. He's standing up. Then we see this door open, and a man comes out and says, hey, Madison, old buddy, will you change my saw buck, which is a $10 bill? Oscar gives him two fives from the cigar box, and the man says it's like Monte Carlo in that latrine. Monte Carlo in that latrine, which now tells us that this gambling we're hearing is coming from the latrine, which sounds also gross. Uh, Oscar says, yeah, it's a fun latrine. And this man, in the credits, his name is Hobart. And if you look at the name on his tag, on his uniform, the most I could see was ART. But again, assuming that's Hobart. Oh, it fits, yeah. Yes. And he's played by an actor named Britt Leach. He had lots of small roles in the 1970s and 80s. This is his second odd couple. He was the nephew in the season one episode. I Oscar thought I recognized him. Oh, right. That's okay. the one where he goes to work with John Aston, right? For the, Which we for, did, for I didn't even get to watch when we reviewed season one. Yeah. Hobart says, thanks for bringing all the equipment. You sure, know, you, sure you don't want to play? Oscar says, no, I got to write this letter to my girl. Hobart says, hey, the rumor is that you know Blanche Summers from Key Garden. Is Q that Gardens. true? Q Gardens. What did I say? Q I said Key Gardens. Q, Q Gardens. Q Gardens Queens. Yeah, Q Gardens Queens. Sorry. I, I meant to say Q. I typed Q in my notes. So in a prior episode, when Blanche married that guy, Roger Doctor, Doctor. it was Blanche Jefferson. Right. Now somehow Blanche has the maiden name of the actress's name, maiden name, who's playing her. That <laughs> Summers is Blanche Summers. 
<laughs> wonder whose idea that was just to suddenly they must it, have forgotten the name they used before well, of course they forgot they don't have the dvds lying around so. and, but <laughs> the most the smartest thing they could come up with was the act your name is summers name. okay why not yeah uh, does she have a name she probably doesn't have a name in the play right in the movie no no the, neither ex-wife has a maiden name in the play or the movie now we also just saw a couple episodes that gloria they yes. also forgot her yes. maiden but name. at least they didn't name her whatever janet i can't remember the actress's name janet <laughs> right, right yeah they no, but get... they took someone else some other characters named fleener yeah fleener that's right <laughs> uh so they clearly a... have not given thought to this. no so uh oscar says yeah you know her and hobart says oh yes sir bob she was engaged to my buddy cecil panch panch Pan- well first of all yeah where does this first of all there's a there's two thoughts on this. Somebody must know a Cecil Panch. You don't come right. up with that name by yourself. <laughs> and we know that they have used that. They've they've named people or things after things in real life. Now, there is a funny payoff to the name Panch yeah, later, ah, which ah, maybe, right. maybe is why. Yeah, yeah. I still don't know how you come up with Cecil. But Panch anyway. could be short for Pancho? Maybe, I don't know. It seems... I, it, it seems like not a name you just come up with. It seems like somebody's yeah. name you. Right. Oscar says, This guy, Cecil Panch, was he really going to marry her? Hobart says, Yeah, yeah. He then screams, Hobart says, Hey, 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 MP, MP. And then Murray walks in his MP uniform, military police, and says, Oscar, no, that's just Murray. That's all. So he's already, he's, he's, he's just, just he's met Murray, best according Murray, yeah. to this right, episode. Right. And and now he knows Murray's just like a lame duck, never going to. And says it in front of that. Right, right, right. Hobart says, oh, and he leaves. Now Murray asks Oscar what they should do tonight. Oscar says nothing. Murray says the medics are showing those hygiene films again. You want to go? Oscar says what? So I know how to brush my teeth, not back and forth, up and down. Murray says, no, it's the sex hygiene one. You know, men don't let this happen to you. And he makes some sort of like winks and smiles with his face. Oscar says, nothing's going to happen to me because I'm going to stay in tonight. And Murray says, oh, come on, let's do something. Hey, let's go into town and dance up a storm. The Eagles Club is having a big Charleston contest. And then he starts to dance to his own music, which leads us to our second clip. Murray, take every prize I got, Oscar. Look, Murray, I'd rather be alone, okay? Anything wrong? No, it's just that somebody's dancing in front of me while I'm trying to think and write a letter. Okay, okay, don't be so touchy. I mean, camaraderie is part of being in the army, Oscar. If you don't want to camarade with me, that's okay. <laughs> Listen, I'll just take the rain check. <laughs> Lieutenant's coming! Hello! Problem. 
hope you'll think of me as a buddy. Because I also have a heart. I'm known as the rock with a heart. <laughs> Any questions? Uh, do we get weekend passes, sir? Affirmative. If you pass inspection tomorrow. And I expect every man in my outfit to pass inspection. Fortunately, we have in our midst a perfect example of what not to do. <laughs> Step forward, soldier. Please. Unless your feet are stuck in the debris. <laughs> Look at this, soldier. In any other army in the world, he'd be shot on sight. <laughs> Bring your bunk from home. <laughs> Uniform of the day is fatigues, medicine, not exhaustion. <laughs> that cap regulation? For the New York Yankees, it is, sir. <laughs> not really. Don't encourage him, men, don't it? If you really want to laugh, let's look at his footlocker. <laughs> Open your locker, Madison. <laughs> it's not a footlocker, it's delicatessen. <laughs> Our objective, men, is to pull this man through inspection tomorrow. Because a good soldier is a clean soldier. And a clean soldier is a good soldier. And a good, clean soldier is good. <laughs> this miss. Hey, come on. How was I? Madison. He didn't take this personally, did he? Just using him as an example? Oh, I don't think so. He's been kind of glum. Uh, I think he's trouble back H-O-M-E. Oh, uh, well, I'll have to look into it. How's your morale, Brishler? Comme si, comme ça, sir. Fellas <laughs> making fun of your nose. <laughs> Saying, why do we need artillery? We've got Brishler's nose. <laughs> the army can't find a gas mask to fit him. When he looks up, it looks like a two-car garage. I've never heard that one before, sir. I've heard it. They're saying that, Gresham. What do you have on your arm? Uh, military police. And you wear it with pride. Wear your nose with pride. You were issued it? Push back your cap and let the world see your nose. Dismissed. Thank you, sir. you and me talk. That's an order. It's Blanche. The girls we leave behind. Please, I called her when we got here. She was having a party. There were a lot of guys there. See, she's a terrific girl. I don't want to lose her. What does your heart say? My heart says marry her, but I can't get my mouth to say. Well, I myself am shy, but I think I could help you. No, please, thanks, but this is something I got to do myself. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call her. Uh, yeah, I'm going to tell her to come here tomorrow, and I'm going to marry her. That's what I'm going to do. I didn't say dismissed. You're not dismissed until I say you're dismissed. I'm going to let it go this time, but no. So at the start of that clip, eight men come out of that latrine who are other soldiers. So at least they kind of made an effort to make the Army Reserve unit, this mirth and merriment unit, seem 
decent size. So I guess these are not, these are people entertain troops somewhere if they have to. I don't quite get what an army reserves entertainment unit does. Do you? Uh, well, every, you know, in, in the army or other branch of the military, there were, have been entertainment units like USO during the war. Um, I, it's kind of weird because they never, that's not part of the episode. It's just like this throwaway that we don't see that actually, it doesn't figure into the episode in any way. I guess it's kind of a excuse about why all these, <laughs> these lame looking guys could actually be serving in a serious, uh, division but and it would be something felix would do you know as an entertainer himself so i didn't know how seriously to take that but did you recognize one of the men not only did i recognize mr eddie garrett on yes. the screen but yeah it's one of his rare screen credits actually it's yes. one of his biggest roles yes. as soldier number two but he has nothing to say <laughs> even though he has no dialogue right uh some of the other visual gags, the floor is covered in food. So that's at the beginning of the clip, you hear some crunching and the audience laughs because Felix is stepping on all this food. The footwalker, which we get a good look at, it's uh, I, what I saw was random pieces of bread, like unwrapped bread, mm. salami and pretzels. But there was other stuff in there. And I tried to look up at this Fort Ira Epstein joke reference means something and i again think ira epstein is some reference to somebody's friend or something uh yeah i don't think there is a specific ira epstein being mentioned it's just the kind of name that i think back in those days would not have been a typical uh, army base name so now we have a new scene. oh wait there's oh, one yes. more thing sorry yes You're, yes well, i i i yeah i i can't believe you this escaped you you're noticed or, but okay there's something about oscar's cap oh it's well it's his baseball cap Right. Yeah. And um, Felix says, is that in, in criticizing, you know, and in, in dressing him down before the men says, uh, is that cap regulation? Right. And Oscar says it is to the New York Yankees. Right. Do you oh. notice what kind of cap he's wearing? Is it a Mets cap? It's yes, blue. It, is. It, ha it has no insignia on it. It's a blue yes, cap. Yes, it does. Turned... He turns around, you can see it. It's the blue oh. and orange New York Mets cap, this is... which is uh, identified so much with Oscar. Uh, like throughout everything, his cap, he is a implicit Mets fan uh, th throughout at least the series. I'm not sure. I think even in the 68 movie, I'm not sure about the play. Uh, but his cap is a Mets cap, which also made me wonder when I saw him on, like what year we're in? Because of course the Mets did not, uh, were not founded until 62, I think, or 63. Um, so I wondered whether if this is supposed to be having before then, whether it's dated, but then they went ahead and said it's a Yankee cap. Now, oh, perhaps Ted, you are not as familiar with the differences in the two caps. You should not be surprised at this escape me <laughs> because this baseball is right. something I really am not Because into. as a child, if you saw a Yankees game on TV, you would just, turn it off and wait till the odd couple to come. Well, that's my, yeah, I, this is, my anger of baseball <laughs> is due, partially due to the odd couple. and that late innings Yankees games would post. Odd, well, I know. It would wait to honey, honeymooners because the odd couple oh. would pretty much always get blown out by Yankees. Yeah, right. So I really, and I, plus I don't like baseball to begin with. Okay. So, yeah. Well, then I'm glad I took note of this so that I can fill in this, uh, this very strange continuity error because it's as if no one on the set knows that that's a Mets cap and not a Yankees cap. Wouldn't Jack Klugman know that too? But someone would, right. And 
they may be, and so therefore when they're writing it or when they're shooting it, someone must have noted this is a Mets cap, at which point do they say, get us a Yankees cap and no one has one. <laughs> and that there's not one in wardrobe. And so I, I can imagine maybe they go ahead and say, well, who out there in the television audience really is going to recognize this? Who's not in New York? Who other than a New Yorker could tell the difference? Uh, so that's one of the laziest, laziest errors I've seen in the whole series. The next scene is a different angle of the barracks. Felix and Oscar are, are next to a payphone. Oscar's putting coins in the phone and he says, there you go, operator. Give me a clear connection, will you? Felix says, be calm, be calm. This is the most important decision you'll ever make in your life. You make a mistake now, you're going to pay for it as long as you live. Oscar says, do me a favor, will you? Don't calm me down. He turns to the phone and he says, hello, Blanche, how are you? Huh? Oscar, I can hardly hear you. What are you doing? Having another party? Who's there? Cecil Panch, listen to this. Felix says, be calm. Oscar says, another party with Cecil Panch. Felix says, state your case, be romantic. Now, we're going to play the clip. You'll hear a, an applause during this clip. And this is because Oscar has gotten down on one knee while he's on the payphone talking to Blanche. I want to, what I want to, I want to, uh, you would, uh, Blanche, I, Blanche, I want to. Hi, Blanche. Lieutenant Unger here. Yes, all oh, everything's wonderful, Blanche. Yeah, just fine. Why should I lie to you, Blanche? It's a snake pit. The men hate me, Blanche. I'm a rotten officer. I don't have any leadership qualities. I never did. Even as a kid, I wasn't a leader. They made me crosswalk, my mother. I was supposed to show the parents where to park their cars. Parents used to stick out their hands for a left turn and hit me behind the ear. The same thing in high school. I was president of the German club. Nobody would listen to me. If you can't get Germans to follow orders, who will? We gotta all lose the right words. Of course the men salute me, but do they love you? Give me the phone. Hello, Blanche. Operator. What do you mean? My time is up. I just started talking. I don't have any more. Give me some change. I gave you all my change. How do you know check? I don't have to check. I know every item on my person. I have my comb. I have my wallet. I have my notebook. Please, listen, Blanche. Blanche. Operator, please. It'll only take a second. No, don't cut me off. No, don't. She's got to disconnect me. I'll Blanche to call you back. Yeah. Blanche, call me back. <laughs> I didn't give her the number. Blanche! What are you doing? Don't. You're destroying government right. property. Save that for the enemy. Oh, oh, what you're doing, what? Uncle Sam caught you. Hello? How did you know where to call me? The operator gave her the number. Of honey. course. I love you, and I want to marry you. Yeah. Tomorrow morning, I want you to get the first bus to Abneville, Connecticut. Yeah. I love you, too. Bye-bye, honey. We better get out of here before we get caught. War is felt. There is no Abnerville, Connecticut. Abneville. Um, said Abneville. No, he... No, he said oh. Abnerville. Oh, I, I I heard Amityville and thought of Long Island. Well, no. That might be a mistake. No, he says Abnerville. Okay. And there is no Abnerville, Connecticut. There may be an Abnerville somewhere else where someone grew up and they used that name. But Oh, and this is the reference that made me realize it's not 
the National Guard because they would be in the New York National Guard, not the Connecticut National Guard. So it is the reserves, which is different. I just established that. So I mean, I can check that for myself. And yes, I have now educated myself on that. There's a, there's a vending machine in this scene. Yes. There's three flavor buttons. One is orange and two are root beer. No, sorry. One is root beer and two are grape. <laughs> I feel like it's important to, to point that out. I, um, do you think that's a choice on their part? Or? Um, yeah. On whose part? On the set designer's choice? Well, it has to be a choice. Yeah. Uh, what are the other options? Could be a real uh, vending machine. Vending machine no, or? I don't know. Uh, now we see a bus now from Vermont Translines, which is a real bus company going down a road. We're, I guess, supposed to believe that's Blanche heading to Abnerville, Connecticut. And then we see an external shot of a house and inside of Felix and Oscar sitting in the living room. Felix says, where's the justice of the peace? He said he would be here early. Oscar says he'll be here. Felix walks to the door of another room and says, Blanche, you almost ready? Blanche pops out her head and says, yes, I'm just fixing my veil. Oscar says, Felix, will you calm down? The groom is supposed to be nervous, not the best man. And Felix says, you got to get back to camp and pass inspection. Oscar says, I'm not worried about that stupid inspection. You'll pass me. Felix says, it's not up to me. Colonel Wyatt's inspecting today, and he's in a foul mood. One of the cooks went berserk and tried to strangle him with a string of sausages. Have you, have you got the <laughs> ring? Oscar says, yes, I've got it. Will you relax? Felix says, why not? I'm not, why not? I'm not the one who's getting married. Oscar laughs at this, and then the door opens, and in walks our old friend, Richard Stahl. Stahl, once again playing a minister. Or, or, or <laughs> justice of the peace. Is he a minister? Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah you're a, right. He's, I think he's, a, he's playing someone who ma can marry someone. Who gets people, who marries yeah, people. He right. does that a lot. And not only that, Ted, but I'm yes. convinced that this yes. house you're describing, yes. which I really would, not, not so much a living room as a parlor. Yeah. Uh, I would argue it is exactly the same set. Oh, is Roger Doctor. last time we saw Richard Stahl preside over the wedding of Blanche, Blanche and Roger so, Doctor. I agree. <laughs> it is it does exactly look like that. the same set. I'm convinced yeah. it looks exactly the same. I think you're right. And plus another gag with a piano player also. Right. And it the works. only difference, of course, being that this is some t at least 10 years earlier. Um, so he can't quite say he's the same character, but he is really. So Richard Stahl is in a firefighter's uniform. And he says, am I too late? Felix gets up and yells, fire, fire. So we're going to play a clip now. And we're going to hear a reference to a woman, a female named Crystal. But Crystal's about a 10-year-old girl wearing a Mickey Mouse ear hat. <laughs> Who is I'm, presumably the guy's daughter. Presumably. Although he kind of, you think he would say that? He kind of doesn't I think it's. Him. I think it's kind of apparent. I know, it's weird, though, that he doesn't mention, this is my daughter, Crystal. Hold it, hold it. There's no fire here. I'm the justice of the peace. I'm also a volunteer fireman. Oh, I also raise chinchillas if you'd like to buy the little woman a coat for her anniversary. I'm the good. Can we get started, please? Just as soon as I take off my big yellow hat. Blanche! Blanche, we're ready now. She's not here? I mean, she's not here. Oh, honey, you look beautiful. Sure, for a woman who just climbed out a window, who yells fire? Oh, 
shall we take our places. The bride will enter through that door. Crystal, dear, are you ready? So beautiful, Blanche. I'm so sorry. No. Who's that? It's my treat. I paid five dollars extra for music. A couple extra bucks, you could have gotten Pluto, too. Shall we take our places? Now the bride will enter with the music. Go ahead, Crystal. start again. She can do it right. It was just fine. Crystal likes to do it right. It helps her confidence. Oh, huh. <laughs> Play it again, Crystal. Uh, go, 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 go back again. Maybe you'd like to play another piece, sweetheart. Maybe Crystal would like to hum it. Yeah. This man's got, got to be back at the base in 20 minutes. Yeah. Very well, Crystal, play what you know best, dear. <laughs> do you, Oscar Trevor Madison, take Blanche Summers as your lawful wedded wife? I do. And do you, Blanche, take Oscar as your lawful wedded husband? I do. Then, by the power vested in me by the state of Connecticut, I pronounce you man and wife. You may kiss the bride on the mouth. Hi, Mr. Madison. Hi, your husband. I hate to kiss it and run. Listen, Phoenix will take you to the hotel and meet you there later. Yes. Okay, honey? And please pass that inspection. I don't want to spend my wedding night alone. Oh, don't forget to check your hospital quarters. Bye-bye. <laughs> Picture time. It's all part of the box. Where's the groom? He had to go. Have your picture taken, Blanche. It's paid for. Oh, no. A picture of a bride alone is sad. I know. Why don't you have a picture taken with me? It'll confuse people someday. You've got my sense of humor, Blanche. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the groom, Crystal. Don't throw rice, Crystal. You're annoying as Crystal. How'd you like a whack on your musketeer hat, Dad? You'll be a good mother someday, Blanche. <laughs> If that was uh, his daughter, Ted. yeah. Trevor? Yeah, but I'm going to get to that. Okay. He, he, the, Oscar, well, let's just do it. Oscar's middle name is Trevor. I, I, I don't know if there's anything else to refute that in some other episode. And it we is. have not, but we have not heard that before. I've as never as heard. I didn't even remember that was in this episode. I'm, I, yeah. I did not recall that was said here. I don't yeah. recall hearing Oscar's middle name anywhere else. Maybe right. it yeah. comes up somewhere yeah. down the road and yeah. we just haven't gotten there yet. Uh I assume it's not mentioned in the play or the movie. No, definitely not. Um, so Felix, so Crystal's played by Laurie Marshall. If you look at her credits on IMDb, everything is credited as being an extra. Uh, it is, they yell at her, and it's weird that the Justice of the Peace doesn't like either say, hey, that's oh. my daughter, or Yeah, you know, I mean, I guess I, I suppose she, I assumed it's his daughter, but you know, it, it, yeah, there's nothing giving that away. I mean, it could, you know, it's like I think it's someone from the community, girl, some, yeah, local, some girl local girl. That's what I who thought. Who he gives a job to, but and it's hard getting good help in this 
I do town. like <laughs> that they create a reason that that photograph exists, that they didn't yes. ignore that. That was right. I give them right. lots of credit for not only having it happen, but having a good reason that it happens. Right. Justified saying so it'll confuse people. More. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that I think is. Was Which is animal. more work than they put into other flashbacks, right? Yes. So now we have a, we have a new scene. We're back in the army barrel. Oh, can I just, one of my yes, favorite lines yes, is, please. Uh, you may kiss the bride on the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I kind of take, when I heard it, I remembered it from before, but when I heard it this time, I was like, can, you know, he's Connecticut. Is that some kind of like New England puritanical joke? You know, it's like <laughs> in New I, England, you, you have to give special permission to kiss someone on the mouth. I don't know why. I feel <laughs> like that's something at the Richard Stahl Adler. Do you or no? It's well, whether it is or not, it, he was born to born to say that line. <laughs> in right, his so deadpan voice. We're back in the barracks. There's an older man in an army uniform inspecting lockers. He sees dresses in one of the lockers, like women's dresses. He looks at them, closes the locker, then he walks a few steps, stops, and realizes what he has just seen and has a confused look on his face. This is Colonel Wyatt. According to Felix, his name is Colonel Wyatt. In the credits, he's listed as Captain Wyatt. Hmm. Either way, he's played by Liam Dunn, who has 80 credits of television and movies, including guest roles or bit parts on Mannix, Gunsmoke, All in the Family, Partridge Family, and Rhoda. Uh, so here's the scene after he's looked at the locker. Lieutenant, I'm sorry, sir, that I'm not wearing the uniform of the day. You are. Well, you're wearing a scarf, sir. Well, I have to. I have sausage burn. Lieutenant, over here for a minute. Did you notice that in one of the soldiers' lockers there are three dresses? That's Kojek, sir. He's a professional female impersonator. But I made sure every one of those pleats is razor sharp, sir. <laughs> Will you put the men at ease, Lieutenant? At ease! I am very pleased with these quarters. You all pass inspection. Even you, Madison. As I recall last year, we had to send your stuff to the demolition squad. I'm a new man, sir. Good. Well, you'll all get your passes. Dismissed. Not so fast. Your pass for the weekend is rescinded. You said, sir, I passed inspection. Yes, you did. But you're being punished for destroying government property. What government property? You destroyed a telephone in the recreation room yesterday. Oh, must have been somebody else, sir, not me. Look, tonight is my wedding night, sir. It was you, Lieutenant Unger here, filed a full report on it. <laughs> that will be all. Madison, you will spend this weekend right here in these barracks. What have I done? Oscar, if I had known they were going to cancel your pass and ruin your honeymoon, I'd never have reported you today. I'd have waited till Monday. Uh, the next, do you have anything to say about that scene specifically? No. The new scene we have now is exterior of the barracks again, and we hear taps playing. Oscar sitting on his footlocker with his hands on his chin. He's moping. He's bummed out. Felix appears at the door. He comes in all smiles and says, uh, hi. He says, penny for your thoughts. Oscar says, dollar for your debt. 
Felix says, Oscar, a fighting force is not run on sentiment. What I see, I must report. I'm an officer. I've got to do my duty, even at the risk of losing your friendship. Oscar says, well, you risked it and you lost it. Felix says, but what I don't see, I can't report. Now I'm dismissing myself and all I see is a soldier sitting alone in the barracks and he backs himself to the door. He opens the door. He turns his back to the entrance. Now, Blanche walks in right by him, but Felix's back is to her, so he actually does not see her. Oscar says Blanche's name out loud, but Felix says, no names, please, just a soldier and a guard on duty, so they won't be disturbed. I'm an officer and a gentleman. Oscar says, hi, honey, and he kisses Blanche. Uh, Here's a clip. Felix gave me this bottle of champagne, but I'm not really thirsty. Neither am I. Oh, honey. Hey, did you ever really consider marrying Cecil Panch? Oh, no, I couldn't go through life as Blanche Panch. <laughs> I mean, there's no TV in here or radios. It's just a lot of beds, you know? I wore my nightie over under my coat. I didn't want to change in the latrine. Listen, are you sure you don't mind? I mean, coming up to Connecticut one day's notice in that crazy wedding, and now the honeymoon suite is an army barrack. <laughs> Could have been worse. We could have been married in New York, and then we would have had to spend our wedding night in your bedroom. <laughs> that your Gressler? Yes, sir. Guarding the area, sir. Good. Did you bring your harmonica? Yes, sir. Why don't you play it? Right, sir. So the tag is back in the kitchen. Felix is stirring pots. Oscar walks in and says, hi, Felix. Felix shouts, where have you been? Myrna couldn't wait. Oscar says, I had to cover the racetrack. Felix says, until this hour? Oscar says, it took me that long to borrow car fare. Felix says, oh, Oscar, Oscar, Oscar. Oscar gets a beer, sees the pictures on the kitchen counter, and says, what are you doing looking at old pictures? Felix says, what do you see in that picture, Oscar Madison? Do you see a girl who hopes whose hopes were shattered by your irresponsibility, your gambling, your all-around sloppiness. Tell me, Oscar Madison, what do you see? Oscar says some guy with six fingers, which is a (laughs) callback. I love love that joke. To Felix's (laughs) Uncle Eric. I must say, that is the, I think when watching it, that was the one time I actually laughed out loud, I have to say. It was the last. (laughs) So in a way, the tag was the funniest part of the episode for me. And that's it. I'm not really a fan of this episode. I, I find it okay. I skip it whenever I'm whenever I used to watch Odd Couple just for fun and not for a podcast. I find it not entertaining. I give it two out of five Murrays. I find it too contrived. I do not find funny lines. Even the six finger thing. I nothing in this episode makes me laugh. I mean, I I smile a little bit. 
but I, I the, 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 um, it's not, I don't think it's funny. I find it contrived. I said this already. I find the fact that people don't really look any, like the Blanche not looking different. I find unusually distracting. I just yeah. find it irritating that they did nothing to do it. The, 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 the host of, uh, contradictions of every other storytelling, which I know a lot of people don't care about when they watch a show. I, I do. And I find it like it distracts me too. So if it was funnier, like if, if I enjoyed the joke more or found the jokes funnier, I wouldn't care about the Blanche thing and the contradictions. But because I'm not laughing, I'm focused on these things. Plus, the whole, I just know I find the Army Barracks situation just lame. So I just give it two. Yeah, it doesn't help that the, as a set, the Army Barracks thing is like this really dinky. I mean, I, I don't know what it should be. It is just uh, Army Reserve Barracks, but it's not very convincing. Those all those Eddie Garrett's doing his best, you know, to, <laughs> to be a a, uh, a good soldier. But um, I don't know what's going on there in that outfit. But yeah, it is, uh, you know, it does, uh, contrived, I think is the word, because I, I, as I said at the beginning, I feel like this is a f kind of a filler. It's like obligatory, like we got to come up with the story of their wedding night and how to, what, what's a funny way to tell their wedding night story. And this is kind of a, a good story. And I mean, it's like, it's an unusual story to spend your wedding night this way, but it's not necessarily a comical one. The only comedy at the root of it is that, Felix as Oscar's commanding officer ends up punishing it's Felix's fault, right? Because he's too carried away with the power and he can't just be a friend. He has to be the, the, the play everything by the book, but that's like, ends up not being a huge turning point at all in the episodes. I mean, it, it's consequential, but it's not funny. It's not done in a, it's not really dwelled on. Uh, so that was the only po potential for this to be comedic. Um, otherwise it's one of the lamer flashbacks, right? Cause they don't really make much of an attempt to put it in any recognizable period of time and to account for all the other flashbacks. Um, I guess though, I mean, it's harmless, harmless, I guess. Um, and I would give it two and a half Murray's just because of Richard Stahl, even though he gets very little to do. And I did, okay, just to clarify why I laughed so much at the end, it's not just at the idea of the guy with six fingers, because that's established early on. It's that the, it's a great buildup where Felix is like trying to shame Oscar or, you know, make, make him reflect on his life because he assumes Oscar's looking at the wedding picture. And Klugman's like looking at this picture with this like bemused look on his face. And of course, at the, the, for the punchline to be, this is guy with six fingers. It just works for me. So there you go, two and a half. All right. Um, well, if you have uh, feedback or comments, send us an email at 1049pod at gmail.com. And normally uh, I quote a line from the episode as we end the podcast. I just have nothing to oh, share at the time. So I'll, I'll let you Ted, take those. I'll make it up. Look, let's just go out and have a good dinner at Hessian Heidi's Nautical Nosh. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you.